Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's D.A. on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, my brother? I want permission to come aboard the mindset. Asking permission to join a sports talk spaceship? Well, we're all a little crazy. The mothership has connected. The mothership. The, the, the mothership. Let's come aboard. Happy Friday, North America. The mothership has connected. Welcome to our four-hour sports sojourn through outer space. We have reached the end of this week without a vacationing DA. It is one more different cast of characters coming to you live from the CBS Sports Radio studios in New York City. Broadcasting to affiliates nationwide and north of the border on CBS Sports Radio, the free Odyssey app, the CBS Sports app, and Sirius XM Channel 158. From Denver to Dunedin, Cincinnati to Catalina, Kalamazoo, and Waterloo, we are on the air. They listening, D.A. Everything we saying, D.A. Everything. Tip those hard hats to me, Andrew Bogish, and E.J. Stewart as we go five for five this week. No days to burn, but I will be honest. It is taxing being D.A. It is much more fun being the other guy filling in when somebody else is in charge of picking topics, lining up topics, thinking of clever headlines for the stream. It shouldn't be that taxing. Maybe I need to be tougher, but I need a vacation after being DA for a week. I can tell you one thing. Not not all that taxing being the other guy who's now not here. Yeah. I mean, he never really put much effort into things, but at least he did more things than I did when the two of us would fill in for DA. So being in this lead chair is a lot of work. Maybe we shouldn't make fun of DA and his random Fridays off and every other week work schedule the rest of the summer here. Because he needs it. He's running himself into the ground thinking of clever puns for headlines 300 days of the year. It's a lot of work. Uh, As you fire up WatchDA.com or YouTube, or if you have no other choice, Twitch, you'll see that somebody has an interview after today's show. Ryan Betcher is once again on the wheels of steel. And look who is to my left. Back from vacation. A surprise appearance, at least in my estimation. I was told he was unavailable. Sorry, SOL, find somebody else. And then all of a sudden, and in fact, more than once this week, early in the week, I said a different name was going to be here on Friday. And Pete the Body Bilotti, schedule master, nodded yes, in agreement, confirming someone other than Pat Boyle would be here Friday. And look who's here on this Friday. It's the king of the oinks. Whether it's hockey, whether it is tennis, Nobody does bacon better than this man, and he's on headlines and hanging out with us for these four hours. 
Hello, Pat Boyle. Hello. Good morning. What an introduction. Did I ever tell you well, how handsome you are? When did this happen? I was told that you were unavailable this week. On vacation, again, find other people. I mentioned other names. Pete confirmed those names, and all of a sudden, you're here. What's going on? Not only does Pete have days to burn, he's got schedules to burn. Apparently. He's got, he's got it messed up. This was uh, from last week. I okay. told uh, our other boss, David Mayernick, uh, that I would be back from San Diego Wednesday night. I offered uh, to fill in any capacity on Thursday he goes no no problem he goes take the day because I landed Wednesday night at like 10 p.m. Um, so he goes why don't you do uh, headlines Friday I was like sure thing so this has been settled for well over a week so maybe it's that Pete just doesn't listen because I looked at him and I said like question mark within my voice like CeeLo Friday on the air yep yep big head nod confirmation <laughs> So again, he makes we he tells us he makes schedules. He's off today to do quote unquote interviews. Now there is there are pictures floating around floating around very quickly. I mean, you want to hear a news operation kicking a high gear. You send one of us dopes through this place wearing a tuxedo yesterday, and the text fly, TMZ sports posts come out, awful announcing is on this. One of our favorite people who gives us plenty of content for this show interviewed for Sean's job yesterday. I'm not lying, in a tuxedo. I don't know if he heard us talking about Pete's desire to up the ante in terms of wardrobe for these interviews. I don't know if this was his own choice out of nowhere, but somebody showed up yesterday in a tuxedo to talk about being the next Sean. And I'll remind you that Sean owns a suit. (laughs) A suit. So that suits for weddings, that suits for funerals, that suits for the entire gamut of things that you need a suit for. One of his possible replacements showed up yesterday in a tuxedo that he owns. Might even have been tailored for him specifically. It fits so well. That gentleman's going to join us on the show this morning to discuss exactly what went into the decision to go tux yesterday. And what's interesting about that is, I won't say who, but of the panel that have been doing the interviews, one of them told me when it came to dress that I believe anything is not overdressed except wearing a tuxedo. Whoa. Okay. I mean, that's the obvious problem here. You, I, If you're going in as a goof, is that good or bad for you're trying to get the job? Or if you're doing it, if you were doing as you heard Pete wants high etiquette at this and these interviews, but then you go too far and it backfires... Tricky situation. There's a lot to digest. We're gonna, that's, of course, we're gonna do it in hour number three uh, with the person who did all of this. But my point at the very beginning of Pete says he's not here today for interviews. I don't know if Pete does anymore because he doesn't do schedules. When we have mess ups, those guys he didn't hire them, but he takes off to interview other people and bring people in. But when they mess up, they're not his guys. It's one of the biggest shams going. No one knows what Pete does here anymore. If he's not sitting in Ryan's chair pressing buttons. If he's doing anything else, it might all be for show. It might all be fake. It might all be made up. It might all be fabricated. And once again, Pete just continues to pull the wool over our eyes and basically, I don't know, steal time, steal money from the company by doing God's know what. Wow. I said it. I said it. Listen, this is a guy that this is a guy that steals lunch. He messes he with stole me. lunch? He messes well, on a number of occasions, the initial Pete plan was there's more than one uh, deli-type operation around here that you can buy either hot or cold buffet, and they, they weigh what you put in the little tray, and then you pay per weight. And Pete had a trick where he wouldn't put the container all the way on the scale 
And if they didn't fix it, the scale was not weighing the full thing. So people were saving some cash. And I mean, that's there, smart. It's, I guess. And then there's the infamous story here where DA offered to buy everybody breakfast. Pete already had breakfast. We bought himself, he got himself lunch through DA's generosity, got a sandwich, took it home, ate it off site. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> More Pete bashing this morning, as always. Plus, Sean Payton throws haymakers from behind his desk in Denver. Saquon Barkley went ace to base and saw the sign. Multiple NFL injuries yesterday. A disgraced college football coach now overseeing rope climbing at a high school and gym class. And MLB Network's John Paul Morosi gets us ready for Tuesday's MLB trade deadline. But we begin in Cincinnati, where the Bengals and the NFL Almost lost one of its biggest names on July 27th. Joe Burrow and his right calf are where we begin. It's your cold open. We've got some breaking news out of the NFL where Joe Burrow suffered a non-contact calf injury at practice earlier today. The Pro Bowl QB appeared to injure himself while scrambling during an 11-on-11 drill. He was carted off the field and taken to the locker room. Message to the team, Zach, after something like that happens, obviously the team. Message, this is football. Guys go down with an injury that maybe is a day thing. Who knows? Um, so we, we don't we don't message the team after every single person goes down. There's, there's a lot of guys that had soreness today um, that had that reps cut down a little bit. So that's just part of playing football and training camp. Like I think everybody is still mentally intact because nobody really knows what the real issue is. You know, nobody really knows what's what it, what, what's the real injuries. I wasn't really worried. I wasn't really worried. I was. I wasn't really worried. I, I believe he's all right. You know what I'm saying? He's a strong, strong dude. You know, he's hard-headed sometimes, but he's a strong dude. So we'll be all right. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. That last voice who really wasn't worried is Jamar Chase, preceded by Tyler Boyd, head coach Zach Taylor, and it all began with Jacqueline D'Augustino on CBS Sports HQ. Uh, that was the scene yesterday afternoon at Bengals training camp. Joe Burrow, if you haven't seen the video by now, is rolling out to his right and untouched, unbothered, just begins hopping on his left leg, goes down to the turf. Uh, there is a, a receiver and a cornerback in the shot between the camera and Burrow, and they both just stop in stunned silence, and one of them puts his hands on his helmet. Zach Taylor can say injuries are injuries, and we don't discuss every single one with the team, but that's their season hobbling and falling down to the turf. Now, Everything we know as of 6-11 Eastern this morning is that this is just a calf injury. It's not an Achilles injury, which is what the initial fear was, at least on social media, when you're playing at-home doctor seeing the video. So it sounds like the Bengals dodged a bullet. We're certainly going to need more confirmation today about that. But this is bound to happen somewhere to somebody, to some team, some significant injury in July, in early August, not even in a preseason game, let alone a regular season. It happens every year, and it almost happened yesterday in Cincinnati. There's nothing good about non-contact injuries. There's nothing good about Joe Burrow injuries, although this seems to be a little bit of a habit for Joe. Two years ago, training camp, he was still coming back from his torn-up knee. Last year, you remember, he had appendicitis, had his appendix taken out, a little later in the summer than now and now here he is at least missing a little bit of time and this is the one injury and maybe the one place where I can compare myself to Joe Burrow I tore my calf muscle in high school playing basketball and it sucked and I did exactly what he did 
I thought somebody had like shot me in the leg and I was on crutches for a while. Who cares about my basketball career? This is easily or a bigger system in place to rehab him and get him back out there. And if you're going to tweak something and have to miss some time, this is the time to miss it. But boy, oh boy, were people flipping out yesterday afternoon, I don't know, 4.30-ish, right? Was when this started to first come out, Boyle, because it certainly did not look good. Boyle, um, the borough body language wasn't great. Going off on the cart wasn't great. Hopefully the news is as good as it appears to be, but the NFL season almost changed yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, if this is a strained calf, which is what Zach Taylor's saying, and it's what basically all the media reports that we're getting is saying, strained calf, I mean, maybe four weeks most. You know, Maybe you're worrying about his status or how well-oiled uh, the offense is going into week one. But all intents and purposes, when the dust settles and the smoke settles, this is uh, going to be just a, a scare here for the Bengals. But, yeah, you had the trifecta. You had the non-contact. You had the limping. And you had the carting off of the field for Joe Burrow yesterday. I'm sure many people had uh, that word Achilles in their mind. Yeah. Um, and a lot of Bengals fans saw their season tickets go down the drain for a couple of seconds there, or a couple of minutes uh, yesterday. So ultimately, it's probably the best case scenario. I mean, you obviously don't want him to get hurt at all. But but if he's going to get hurt, have him get hurt on July 27. <laughs> yeah. Have him missed August, not December or January. Yeah, I mean, but that just tells you how, you know, we talk about players getting injured in baseball, players getting injured in the NBA. I mean, there is nothing more fragile than a starting team's quarterback room, especially teams like the Bengals, teams like the Chiefs. I mean, we've seen the Chiefs get by with Chad Henney in the playoffs without Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. But if you're talking about the Bengals having to do it for a full season without Joe Burrow, good luck. You know, good luck. Because this, this is one guy, this is one of maybe... Ten guys in the entire NFL that a team cannot, cannot even come close to surviving without. And if you haven't seen the video by now, it's not, you know, it's training camp, obviously. It's just footage from, like, maybe deep, like, in the end zone on the side of the field looking back into play. It's not some overhead shot. It's not the normal from the 50-yard line shot. It almost looks like, like you are kind of spying on practice, so to speak. And so you watch everybody react to Burrow going down, and every single Bengal in the shop, player and coach, has that immediate realization and fear like, oh my God, we're just getting started, and the season might have just ended as he hobbles and goes down. So again, hopefully the news stays good, but still dicey, sketchy times in Cincinnati right now. And Bogues, how funny too, because you had... I mean, I lost track of days in San Diego. I'm assuming it was Wednesday. You get Justin Herbert's big $262 million contract extension. And then Joe Burrow speaks and says, you know what? No rush. It gets done when it gets done. (laughs) I'm sure Joe probably had a couple of moments yesterday when he said, oh, you got (laughs) to be kidding me. And how many do you think maybe in the Bengals front office, they were, uh, you know, Maybe wouldn't be too upset if Joe uh, was uh, hurt for a little bit longer. Maybe they could use some leverage because they're going to pay him $285, $300 million. Yeah, Mike Brown, notoriously cheap. He can't be cheap here, but is he? was he a small part of him, like rubbing together his old, creepy, evil hands going, <laughs> did I just save myself $10 million with a calf injury? Definitely on the table. And speaking of just Burrow speaking, I had set aside a tweet that I saw yesterday to send to EJ for sound check because Burrow is going through his like off-season 
kind of routine. And he said he basically spent the whole offseason, aside from football prep, just hanging out, playing video games, and watching YouTube videos as if he was my nine-year-old son. And somebody asked him what his favorite YouTubers were or whatever. And, he, and his quote was, I wouldn't say go-to. I diversify my mental portfolio on YouTube. Wow. That's made for soundcheck, but it can't be in soundcheck now because that's not a Burrow headline anymore. The Burrow headline is his right calf falling off. Does he step on the practice field again until his contract's done? Does he use this as, all right, guys, you know what? Got a little scare. Yeah, now I think I want to get that contract done here. Let's talk shop. Uh, No, I think more like, okay, that could have been catastrophic, and we have to make sure the calf is 100% fixed. So, and I don't know, I can't remember. I feel like they don't play him in the preseason to begin with. Maybe once. Maybe a half but, of the first game. But that's off the table now. Even yeah. if he's able to play in the games, I can't believe, I can't imagine they would put him out there and risk a second significant preseason injury for him. No, his calf has to be 100% by, you know, the, the second or third week of the preseason. And even then, they might maybe play him for two series in one game. And I think that is a stretch at this point. Burrow is not the only injury around the NFL yesterday. Jalen Ramsey in Miami, Garrett Wilson with the Jets. We'll do those later this hour. Next hour, it's Sean Payton taking swings at the previous Bronco regime. We've got a holdover from yesterday. Tracy McGrady trying to figure out what the heck James Harden is doing, asking out of Philadelphia. Clemson football is on the show today. Dak Prescott's on the show this morning because now he actually did make a prediction about how many interceptions he's going to throw or not throw this season. We thought he did that about a week ago. He was misquoted. Yesterday, no misquote. There was a Dak declaration. And again, a mystery guest in hour number three. Somebody interviewed for Sean's job yesterday in a tuxedo. That person's going to join us in hour number three, as will... In hour number four, J.P. Morosi will join us, and our TV has just invited itself to the show. There's a studio TV that just unmuted itself. Hey, you want me to get that for you? I mean, I'm not touching. Are you? Did you, like, kick a remote? Are you sitting on one? How did that happen? This has happened before. This is the second time this has happened in the last, like, month or so. It's starting to freak me out. The TV just unmuted itself on its own. It's the ghost you know what's of great Pete. about it? It's the ghost of Pete, EJ just said in my ear. That's possible. You unmute one and the other unmutes. Yes. Yeah. They're right on top of each other. Yeah. Maybe it's the ghost of Mraz or, you know, Sean Mraz now. So we've had exploding cans in a vending machine. Quick update on that. There's now a fully empty Diet Coke bottle. It has melted and drained itself out. So that clearly is the initial exploding one. By the way, when I told my girlfriend about this story, she seemed very concerned that I was still working here. Just like the, the amount of roaches <laughs> and the amount of the hazardous conditions that yes. you are in, I am now concerned for your safety at this point. Yeah, no, that's fair. Vending machines exploding. There was an email recently that said there's demolition on the 13th floor this weekend. If it gets too loud, let us know, as in if it, it becomes part of the, your radio shows down below. Um, we have to curtail power later today in the building because of the, the heat here in the New York City area. And now we have TVs just turning themselves on or off. So we should probably go home just to be safe. Your girlfriend's probably right, EJ. Yeah, 20 minutes in, I think, I think the people have had enough. It's enough, it's enough. Uh, just play this segment on a loop and we'll be done. Uh, when we come back at Soundcheck, your best audio of the day, including uh, some angry TV baseball announcers. All that's next on CBS Sports Radio.
CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. And Soundcheck on this Target Demo Friday begins. Baseball yesterday, Cardinals and Cubs. Ian Hatz, the play for Chicago. On his backswing, he knocks St. Louis catcher Wilson Contreras in the head. I believe Contreras actually is bleeding. He has to leave the game. So two pitches later, Cardinals pitcher Miles Michaelis puts one off of Ian Happ's hip. That's where we pick things up on Bally Sports. And another message sent. Buzzed the tower once. Got him flushed the second time. And now let's see if the umpires issue warnings after Happ knocked Contreras from the game. Well, you you see that Hap knew exactly what was going on, too. Didn't say a word. Took his bag. Caught him right in the hip. If you're going to get him, that's exactly where you get him. Did the job the right way. They're going to talk it over. They'll issue warnings. They throw him out? Wow. They Come just on. Michael is out of the game. you got to be kidding me. to be kidding me have a little feel for baseball have a little feel for the game uh, that's Brad Thompson the other voice is Chip Carey again on Bally Sports they basically said everything I mean Hap knew it was coming just kind of turned put his right butt cheek out there to take the fastball Michael has put it right there Hap went to first base Michael has wanted the ball back um didn't give it to him right away they talked and they threw him out. And, I mean, what Brad was saying at the end is 100% right. Everybody was fine with it. They move on, issue your warnings, say, okay, message sent, we get it. Now we play baseball. Anybody else does it, then all bets are off. There's no reason to throw Michaelis out of that game yesterday. No, none at all. And this is, um, you know, there's still, we, we complain about a lot of the unwritten rules in baseball. Teams getting upset that guys pimp home runs now or that pitchers celebrate strikeouts. That's starting to become a thing of the past, which I think is good. But there's there's certain things that I like about the unwritten rules of baseball still. And that is if you do something that, you know, you probably shouldn't have done, uh, you know, you, you make somebody bleed from the backswing, sure. intentional or not. Yeah, look, you might get one in the cheeks for it. And it looked like it was agreed upon. Right. Like, that's actually happened twice in my baseball playing career um, where uh, when I played in the Northwoods League in college, we had a guy who absolutely, like, Pimped as much as you could pimp a walk-off. Now, granted, it was a walk-off double. And they had the outfield in because they tried to cut down a sack fly. So once he hit in the gap, the game was over. And he did a little too much. We were playing him the next day. So it was like, it was like, all right, our manager came in and said in the clubhouse, hey, um, you know, so-and-so is going to get plunked to start the game. I'm batting him leadoff. That, because we almost got into it after the game the day before. He goes, and that's going to be the end of it. I don't want any retaliation after that. So it was literally, it was agreed upon. Happened, umpire issue the warning, move on with your day. Right. That's what should have happened here. How can you throw a guy out for something that basically everybody on both teams was okay with and had a complicit agreement with? It's it's ridiculous. You guys are bugging. What? You guys, yeah. are, you guys are bugging. This How? is ridiculous. First of all, the home Michael's had a chance to hit him the first time. He botched that because he threw him up and in. 
And then the second time you're going to come say, oh, now I'm going to throw at him. Look, the rules are the rules, okay? If it's clear you're trying to intentionally hit somebody, you're out of the game. I don't know how, like, I thought Carrie and Thompson were ridiculous with, oh, how could they do this? Understand baseball. This is nonsense. This is the kind of crap that turns people off from baseball. People don't want to see people get hit by balls. People don't want to see things get escalated because all it takes is one guy from the Cubs who maybe doesn't like this situation, doesn't accept this, to then throw at somebody from the Cardinals and now we got a brawl and maybe somebody gets hurt. But, wait, you're the guy that wanted people to fight off of trampolines and now you're... Right, that's a different sport. This is baseball. So we can't my, fight my, in my, baseball? My, my fantasy trampoline, uh, you know, arena fighting league is different from the sport of baseball where this kind of unwritten rule crap needs to be rooted out of the game. There's a lot of crap that needs to go out of the game. You're right. But I thought this was the way it's supposed to be. How? How does that make any sense? An uh, accident happens where Ian Happ, who played with Contreras, he's not a guy who hates Contreras. There is no beef. He so, makes. He has an accident. And then now, oh, well, he, he has to get hit. This is, these are the rules. What? It's an accident in that I don't think he obviously meant to do it. But there's also accidents that, and this is like a conversation I have with my kid, accidents happen when you're, when you're not actually... What's the right word? I should be better at being a dad. Like, there are avoidable accidents. <laughs> there are avoidable accidents. That's avoidable. In fact, this was this came up during the Mets game that I was watching last night because in that game, there was a catcher's interference call, and it was really the batter's fault because he took a very late defensive swing and just kind of chopped down at the last second and clipped the catcher's glove. It was not the catcher reaching forward into the plane of the swing. So they were saying... There should be some leeway for this. And then they brought up the Ian Happ situation and said, and if we're going to blame catchers for getting their glove hit by a bat, there absolutely should be a call in the opposite or in the flip, the reverse, where what Ian Happ did should have somehow penalized him. Now, that, a, I agree with that. Sure. But, but that doesn't mean, okay, now he needs to be plunked with a baseball. Like, that's the, yeah, that is the you, most, that is the you most, You plunk like, him in the ass where it's not going to hurt. He knew when he goes to first base and, and everybody's fine. Oh and that's like it. the most caveman th- thought. Like, oh. No, it's they, not. No, because there's no actual justice. This is like Gotham City. This is like Metropolis. This but, we're is not, like, but we're not hurting him. <laughs> but I'm not asking for, I'm not asking for violence. I'm not asking for pain or suffering. Violence. He's being hit with a baseball. Nah, nah, you're taking one in the cheeks. It doesn't even hurt. Oh, my God. This is ridiculous. That's his mistake. He got somebody and, hurt, and, man. And by the way, my thing is, head open. if he wants to do it, fine. I think it's ridiculous. But then you get thrown out. Like, the idea that he shouldn't have been thrown out of the game when he was obviously trying to throw at somebody No, there should have been a crazy. warning. There should have been a warning. He yes. shouldn't have been tossed. That's ridiculous. That's the thing that, that I'm most angry about. I can actually see the argument about, all right, he shouldn't be hit for that. Like, if they didn't hit him, I think we would have all gone on with our days. But they hit him. He was okay with it. It was complicit agreement. Shouldn't have been tossed out for something like that. I think that's ridiculous. The only, the only, the best part, so to speak, of of EJ's point from my estimation is that it's the second time. You get one. I'll give you one. You miss him. Okay, now we go back to baseball. At least this one was a guided missile to a place that wasn't going to hurt him. If you hit him in the head, you hit him high in the back, that's a different conversation. But this was the nicest way possible to plunk a dude. And to me, that's not objectionable. Uh, Let's get some basketball in here. This is Brendan Hayward, longtime NBA center. Uh, He played under Rick Carlisle in Dallas Won the 2011 title with Coach and with that Mavs team. And this is Haywood on the on No Chill on FUBU Sports talking about how good, how honest, brutally honest, the head coach Carlisle was. One game, Rick Carlisle pulled me to the side. The next game, it was like, yo, show me the play. It was like, you see that guy in the corner? 
just happened to be Dirk. Mm -hmm. He's like, that's twenty thousand dollars. That's twenty thousand points right there. Around here, your job is to rebound and block shots. Don't you ever look off Dirk to take your ragged <laughs> jump shot again. I mean, ragged <laughs> jump hook again. Mm -hmm. A little offended. My jump hook wasn't ragged. <laughs> it was, Rick, was Rick Holler really told you this? Yeah, Rick is the most real coach. Like, Rick don't pull no punches. That's why he's respected. Like, Rick was like, it wasn't in front of everybody. He said, like, yo, when you get this offensive rebound right here, the possession matters. We're trying to win a championship. Possessions matter. You kick that out, we reset the offense. Somebody's going to make a play for you. They had certain spots where myself, Tyson Chandler, Yamahini were supposed to be on the baseline and certain things. We're, you're going to get your points that way. But he was like, hey, don't you ever look off Dirk Nowitzki to take your raggedy jump hook. Mm. Never forgot it because he called it raggedy. <laughs> That's a good story. You better pass to Dirk when he's open. There don't you take your jump shot. I like it. And... And then the best part is, because this kind of, I think, connects bigger picture maybe to all the stuff we're dealing with now at Northwestern and allegations of Minnesota football and stuff like that. You can be honest. You can be, you know, borderline mean with guys when you do it on the quieter side, when you do it individually. You don't shame people in front of the group. There's a way to get your point across sternly, emphatically, without being a jerk. And that's what Rick Carlisle did. He got his point across. He didn't embarrass Brendan Hayward. He didn't stop practice and scream at him, kick him out of the gym or anything stupid like that, make him run suicides for not passing it back to Dirk. They had their conversation, called his jump shot raggedy ass, and didn't plunk him in the backside. So he just happy too. Love it. I love it. No, no violence. Uh, last but not least, this is our new favorite guy in college football. Let me get Boyle up to speed because you might have missed this. Uh, AAC media days earlier this week. Biff Pogey is the new head coach at Charlotte. They blew the whole staff out after last year. I think they were three and nine. So Biff comes from Michigan, takes over Charlotte. His name is Biff. He looks like a Biff. Gets yes, Biff Pogey, of course. Everybody knows Biff Pogey. Gets to media day, gets asked three questions. And the moderator goes, anything else? And then he goes in this whole tirade of, Really only three questions. So disrespectful. You picked us last. And he storms off the podium. So here's the follow-up. This is Biff on Sirius XM College Sports Radio. We've got a really good football team of a bunch of guys that are really chippy and are great kids. But they are chippy and they, are, they have an edge. And we are bad company on that football field. And I can't wait to start playing because I can tell you this. This will be the last time we ever come to this building and have and get the res the disrespect that we've gotten since we've been there. You guys were picked last in the conference. Is that last. part of the disrespect? Yeah, last. You know, press conference, three questions. You know, hey, you guys suck. Let's get to the next guys. And <laughs> and I would like to take whoever those writers were that 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 voted on that and hold them upside down by their ankles and smack their heads off the ground a couple times because they don't know shit. Wow. So this, EJ, man, this man's a lunatic. So where do we stand on that, EJ? Can you throw a baseball at somebody? Can you hold them upside down and bang them on their head? How does that work? <laughs> oh, this guy's a lunatic. I mean, I, I, I've been consistent with Biff Poggi. I'm not about this. We have a good football team. You were three and nine. Your team is not good. Go out there in the field and show that your team is better than what people think. Like, this idea that he's being disrespected is ludicrous. He does not have a good team. And now he wants to beat up some reporters who follow his team, a team that doesn't generate a lot of buzz, and says, you know what? You know, I'm not really feeling this team. 
a lot of the veterans that came back this year, they didn't do great last year. And now you, you're like, oh, these guys don't know blank. I mean, come on, man. Enough with this guy. I'm kind of on the opposite of EJ here again. I, I kind of like Biff Pogey coming in, you know, guns blazing. Because yeah. it would have been so easy to take over a team that was picked last and just say, hey, you know what? It's year one. We're going to build a foundational structure. We're going to learn to tackle the right way, do all these things. Basically set zero expectations. He's doing the opposite. He's coming in. Hey, we're going to kick some ass. I want to hold people over. I want to smack their heads off. I want to do whatever else he was saying. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I like this from Biff Pogey. I, I'm a fan of Charlotte football now. September 2nd, South Carolina State. I'll be on the the Charlotteers. What are they? What, what's their matchup? No, no, no. Yeah, the 49ers. <laughs> Coastal Carolina's the Chanticleers. These are the this is the UNCC 49ers. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Why have, they're the 49ers. They're in Charlotte. Yeah, that way I don't get Who's either. Who's digging gold in Charlotte, North Carolina? <laughs> Did they relocate from somewhere else? They come from San Francisco? <laughs> College relocation. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. I did look at their schedule. They play Maryland in week two, so that is going to be a 40-point blow. So you better beat SC State. Florida in week four? Yeah. They're going to the swamp. Do I do we, do I blindly back the, the 49ers week two, week four, if they're like more than 30-point dogs? See how that SC State game goes first. Okay. Get a that'll feel be, for those 49ers. That'll be the measuring, what is it, the measuring stick yeah. game? Yep. If they win that game by double digits, I'm on the 49ers. I'm on Biff Pogey. I just like, you know, every once in a while, an ironic nickname is good. You know, calling a fat guy slim. Like, I'm here for that. But I like that this guy is a Biff. He's full Biff. Big. He looks like a Biff. And now he's talking like a Biff. Assuming he's not actually going to hold somebody from, like, the Memphis commercial appeal upside down and shake him into the ground because he didn't ask enough questions at American Media Day. By the way, Vip Poji, a former investment banker before becoming really a football coach. Yeah. Would not have, I don't think he was Biff when he was. No, young, he was still Francis. Deals. Yeah, <laughs> or Frank. <laughs> he's this guy's massive. Yeah, he's a big dude. He played. I think he played Duke. Was an alignment of Duke. But and then we had the guy from Michigan on the other day, and he wasn't an actual assistant coach at Michigan. He was like one of these like analysts, um, like director of football operations guys, and now he's the head coach at Charlotte. Yeah, he was. What is St. Francis Academy? He was a high school coach until two years ago. Yeah. And now he's running in the 49ers. <laughs> and he's getting paid a million dollars a year. Running roughshod through. They have his salary listed. So he's got he's got that seven-figure, you know, attitude now. He's got some moxie. He's got the bankroll for it, the nickname, away he goes. I will say this. I feel like this this whole Biff Pogey thing feels like the Dan Campbell effect. Like, what Dan Campbell established in the NFL, he's now one of the most beloved figures in sports. Yeah. This feels like, you know what, that guy leaned into a heat, coached previously at Michigan, of course, you know, uh, you know, Dan Campbell, head coach of the Detroit Lions. I feel like a lot of this, we're going to be seeing more because of how well it's worked so far for Dan Campbell. Let's get some headlines. Boyle's got those as well. What do you got for us, Patty B? All righty, gentlemen. We, of course, have to start with uh, yesterday afternoon, the great Shohei Otani. A day after the Angels said they're holding on to the generational talent, the Halos played a doubleheader in Detroit. All 78 people at Comerica Park witnessed a one-hit complete game shutout from Shohei in Game 1, the first shutout in Major League Baseball of 2023. One hit, three walks, eight Ks, and a 6 nothing win. But hold on. This in Game 2. Here's Shohei swinging and lifting another ball high and deep, and that one is in right center, and that one is gone. 
Otani with a two-homer game right now. He has 38 for the season. Jeez, T- Terry Smith, maybe a little bit more pizzazz on that one. I mean, that's so it's, it's a second game afternoon after a you know after a night game, long haul in Motown. Who knows what he's doing the night before? He's doing his best, Boyle. Ah, uh, all right. I mean, Angels win game two, 11 to four, and sweep the doubleheader. But it's you know it's another first time in Major League history for Shohei. Shut out in game one, then two home runs, yeah. let alone one in game two of a doubleheader, never done before. Otani actually left the game uh, before he could get another at-bat in game two. He was grimacing after his 38th home run of the season. Manager Phil Nevin wasn't worried, said he was just cramping from uh, a big workload day and said he just needed fluids. Otani, meanwhile, threw an interpreter how he, he feels knowing he won't be traded. From the beginning, I was um, my plan was to finish strong this season with the Angels, so... So nothing's really going to change mentally, but all the people talking around about the trades, that's going to be all gone. So I feel like I could just focus on um, taking this team to the playoffs. And the Angels in win-down mode. This, of course, off the backs of Wednesday night's trade with the White Sox, in which they acquired Lucas Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez. Giolito, uh, excuse me, expected to make his Angels debut Friday night. Elsewhere around Major League Baseball yesterday, through a rain delay, the Mets were able to beat the Nationals 2-1. to one. And then they traded off your closer, Bogues. David Robertson gone to the Miami Marlins, a divisional rival nonetheless, for a couple of basically lower-ranked prospects from the Marlins organization. The the Mets live in a world where they're only five games better than the Nationals, and they're selling pieces to the Marlins, who are making a wild-card push. Yay for me. Yay for them. (laughs) <laughs> Good times. But at least they're selling. At least they are not delusional thinking, hey, let's try to figure this out. They know they stink. They know there's no chance, so let's give everybody away. Now, I know there's an embargo on the on a, on this particular city. I'm too tired from embargoes. Here. Fire no, away. No, I know. But I'm just, so I'm saying, you know, let's, let's, how do you not wait a little bit longer if that is all you're getting back for yeah. a guy who's been one of the best closers in baseball this year for so, a team that... Hasn't had a lot of opportunities to close right. games. And and is on all of the lists, Robertson is, of like best available players because he's a veteran. He's pitched in big cities before. And yeah, it's Thursday night. The deadline's Tuesday. This is a question I've got for J.P. Morosi in the final hour of the show. Now, I guess the one guy that they got, I think his name is Lopez. He's a middle infielder. They're both 19. One's a switch hitting catcher. One's a middle infielder. The infielder apparently has is really well regarded. So maybe they think that they're not going to get better than that. But I also, the way they've gone trades and signing, I don't trust any talent evaluation from the Mets right now either. So we'll see. And I don't blame you. A couple of other, only a couple of games yesterday. Uh, we, you know, we had, we talked about in Hap and the Cardinals and the Cubs plunking. That ended up in a 10-3 win for the Cubbies. They're actually now back at 500 at 51 and 51. So perhaps maybe not the big sell-off that everybody thought was coming in Cubbyland, and then uh, Josh Naylor with three RBIs, and the Guardians beat the White Sox 6-3. Just a couple of football news nuggets before we have to get to break here. We talked about, we led the show with Joe Burrow, and uh, we'll talk more about this as well, but Dolphins star cornerback Jalen Ramsey will undergo surgery on uh, his uh, meniscus in his left knee. He's expected to miss the start of the regular season. Six to eight weeks is the general timeline that I've been seeing uh, for Jalen Ramsey here. And then in the WNBA last night, I had the score pulled up, and now it's gone. (laughs) TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
news. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. But the LA Sparks <laughs> take down Indiana 81-68 and the Liberty beat Atlanta 95-84. Finally, Women's World Cup going on right now. Uh, just right before when the show was getting underway, the England women took down Denmark 1-0. And then coming up in about 10 minutes from now, China takes on Haiti. And that's what I got for you in the first hour. All right, Boyle. It's good to have you back. You mentioned Jalen Ramsey. He got hurt yesterday. Garrett Wilson, injury scare for the Jets. We will spin through those after this on CBS Sports Radio. Happy Being Alive Day. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. It's Bogish, EJ, Pat Boyle, Ryan Betcher, Cap is here, intern Ann is here on a Friday, a Target Demo Friday, when we release the Kraken at CBS Sports Radio. When Cap sends it our way, you tell us where you're listening, how you're listening, what you're doing on this fine weekend. I got a travel baseball tournament weekend coming up. Game tonight, two games tomorrow, depending on how a bunch of nine-year-olds do. There's a game on Sunday, possibly. And good thing is only two of those three days have heat indexes over 100. Nice. That's fun. Nice. Get those cooling towels out. I'll tell you what. I don't know if I can ever do anything to repay my parents for all those tournaments they used to go to all throughout the year, too. Baseball, soccer, football, basketball. I mean, come on, dude. Same with me with basketball. It was crazy. Yeah, and when we haven't even started yet. We haven't made these trips to like the Ripken thing in Maryland or Cooperstown. We haven't left Long Island yet. So we've we're spent some money, spent some time, but we have not dipped our toes yet into the high end of all this nonsense. And I, I'm guessing, Boyle, you got invited to things too, did you? Since you were so good? Yeah, well, yes, but, you know, I mean, it wasn't like crazy. I wasn't like taking cross-country flights. No, but I'm sure you got invited to extra things because of your talents. Correct. As a young Boyle growing up. 
I told I said the other day that you played at Rutgers, and that was apparently wrong. Yes, I did not play at Rutgers. Okay. So I was overshooting your college. You were, but I appreciate it. I'll You're take welcome. it. I think we should just <laughs> run with it, right? I mean, who's gonna fact check it? <laughs> the internet. Maybe. A quick Google search. Uh, by the way, EJ did some digging. The Charlotte 49ers are known as the 49ers, not because they once moved from San Francisco or because somebody thought Joe Montana was cool. Uh, they're the 49ers because in 1949, the school was in danger of closing, being shuttered, and it was saved. And as a nod to that saving effort and that time in the school's history, they're the 49ers. Does that make sense? It's a good story. I like it. Actually, yeah. actually, really, it almost makes me now kind of maybe flip on Biff. As crazy as that sounds. Well, I, like, Biff wasn't involved in this. No, but like when I, I don't, and he's still a clown. But I think flipping on the idea that I was rooting against Charles this year. Like I really, I wanted a one in ten, one in eleven season, having nothing to do with those wonderful mm. kids on the team, but just because of this guy. But now I'm like, you know what? That's a really cool name, a nice like kind of play on words because you know with the 49ers in California. Now I was like, you know what? Uh, I don't maybe maybe four and eight's fine. Maybe give them a one win, uh, one win up from last year. All right. Uh, I, we we should adopt them. We do need like a a team of the show. I told you the Clippers in the NBA should be our team with the yeah, bathroom thing from the toilet story. And they now maybe nice the Charlotte 49ers. I mean, I, I I don't know how much I'll partake because of my beef with Biff. Right. But, you know, I'll, I'll take one for the team in that regard. Well, you know, between you and I, I don't know what your plans are for, say, a full-time position, but you could really show off. You put your personal issues aside with Biff and maybe booked him on the show the next time you were in charge. Put him on here, let him go off, and see what maybe he can change your mind even further. Maybe all of a sudden you'll be wanting eight wins out of those 49ers. I don't duck smoke. So if Biff wants to come on the show and convince me why his 49ers are the real deal, I'll listen. Uh, speaking of smoke, Sean Payton taking shots at everybody yesterday. That's how we start Hour 2 on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T Mobile.com. 